All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Kingdom on the Road. Uh, it is Friday morning, which means we are live, live. And boy, howdy, do we have a lot to talk about this week. Um, so last week, a couple of things happened. Um, last Sunday, it seems like yet an, yet another thing has uh, has everybody up up in the tizzy and and talking about all sorts of things and and all of that with these uh, commercials that that hit the airwaves and um, you know for those of you that have been tracking along we've been talking about uh, the spiritual things and and what it means to understand the spiritual things. And, and we've been talking about relationship. And so, so, you know, okay, it's all, it's all real. What does that mean? And all of this kind of stuff and, and building to this idea that everything about this, this whole Christian thing, this whole following Christ thing, this is this is a life. This isn't Sunday morning. This isn't to be compartmentalized. This is this is a a full and complete um, lifestyle, and 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 permeates down to our our very existence. And you know, a, a lot of interesting conversations popped up about this. Uh, pulling the curtain back, Aunt and I had a conversation Monday morning about Sunday night and and our experiences with with seeing these things. And I've heard a lot of the 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 discourse back and forth. And um, you know, de depending on when you've asked me over the last week, my my I've had a, a sliding scale of of response to it, but. I I had an I had an interesting um opportunity myself when when watching these commercials. Uh I was at a um a church uh Super Bowl party and there was they 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 showed no and I'm and I'm sitting back and I'm watching and there was a group of people that was like, yeah, this is awesome you know, Jesus on the TV and all that kind of stuff. And another group that was like, well, wait a minute. What, what did I just watch? What did I just see? And, you know, it, it, it's funny because for the, again, for those of you that have followed kingdom on the road, you guys know that I, I have, I've been the guy that has been saying, over and over and over again, could we stop being so stinking worried about, whoa, we can't, we got to make sure we don't go too far. We got to make sure that we're all on the same page. We got to, and, and, and just, just walk, right? Spend the 2.5 seconds to say that we're on the same page and then just walk forward, right? But I found myself initially mind you and we'll get to to kind of where i've where i've gotten to as far as all of this goes but initially i found myself 
you know, shout, shout out to Brother Matthew. He's still, you know, he he, he might have been, he might be taking a break from the show uh, from the show, but he's still a friend of the show. He's still, you know, I'm sure you'll see his bright and shining face at some point on down the road. <laughs> but but I found myself in in uh, in a lot of ways in in the Brother Matthew seat in seeing these commercials. Like, whoa, wait a minute. You have you are 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 we are we talking about the same thing? What have we not like? There's a lot that hasn't been said. There's a lot of things that hasn't that haven't been addressed. All of those kinds of things, and I found myself compelled to be like, wait a minute, like this is this is messy enough that we we need to we need to make sure that we're not like all over the place on this thing and all of that kind of stuff. And it it was it was a it, it was a weird role reversal for me and I had to take a step back and, and question, well, wait a minute, why? And that, that's a question that I, I counsel the, the dude, the further, the further I get in my walk with Christ, the further I get in training to be, to effectively spread the gospel to, in my training to effectively shepherd people, all of that kind of stuff. Guys, if you've never heard me say this, I'll say it again. If there is one question that you, that, that you will, you will be, ben, you will benefit from, 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 from asking yourself and asking of situations is why. Why do I feel this way? Why do I? Why am I reacting this way? Why do I do this? Why do I do that? And start asking the question, why? Because that, if you're honestly asking yourself that question, that opens the door to being able to really suss out the the deeper roots of of what affects you when you see things or why you react the way that the way that you react and that is immediately why um why we are why why we do what we do and all of that kind of stuff and so it's and it's been an interesting experience kind of getting getting the read of the room from people and and hearing from other christians on what their thoughts were and all of that kind of stuff and one of the things that popped up as as an extension of what it is that we've been talking about is some of these things that we'll get to about why why it's important that certain aspects of the conversation be present in a gospel presentation and why certain things need to be said in order for it to for for the for the picture to be to be clear of what this actually means what the what what salvation means what what relationship with god means all of that kind of stuff yeah <clears throat> and i'm like you I've, I've been the same way you know um i've settled into you know paul's thought process well the gospel's being preached you know yeah. and at the end of the day it's going to be our job as you know pastors disciplers teachers of the word to then have those conversations with people if they come across these ads, these videos, these 
um, uh, these methods of bringing the gospel out there. Um, there was a uh, one lady I talked to, and she said that her coworkers were actually offended that they were putting Jesus on the screen and like that's inappropriate, right? And it was like, whoa, that's interesting, you know, that someone would feel like, oh, that's inappropriate for them to 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 say that. I, I I'm I'm a, they were offended by it. You know, others barely saw it, you know, uh, but at the end of the day, while this is going on, and I don't I don't know if you've you've seen any of this, is that there's uh, the the Asbury College revival happening. All of a sudden, these people are just flocking to this college and just praying and worshiping and, <laughs> and, and you know, for over, you know, seven days now, people are just going there from all over and they're, they're just flocking there you know to pray and worship and and it's like okay what's going on right and there's a skeptic inside of a lot of us that says well let's wait and see what happens here let's see if this is real instead of saying hey god if you're doing something do it i know you're not willing for anyone to perish amen you know lord bring some of that to where we're at give us an opportunity to you know, share the gospel in that way. Let a fire be lit for prayer in our city, you know, worship in our city and, and for people to come together. And so, like you said, it's been a, a roller coaster of a week. And you would think that you would just be one way. You would just go all in, Jesus on the TV, right? You know, kind of thing. But you're, but there's a, a part of us that uh, I feel like has a little bit of trauma, <laughs> you know, from some bad stuff that's been going on. We're like, yeah, uh, I don't know. But at the end of the day, um, you end up having to settle in and saying, God, you're bigger than whatever the, the hurdle is, the obstacle is. That God, if you, you want people saved, so I'm going to lean into that part of this. <laughs> I'm not going to you know, if there's anything that needs to be talked about and fixed, we'll, we'll just do that. We'll just deal with that. You know, the net has been cast. When the fish come in, Holy Spirit, we know you can clean them up. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, there's, I do believe that that there is such a thing as um, healthy skepticism, you know, um, uh, I, I think that especially in the age of social media and we see the the fires being being toked by things like Twitter and all of that that we 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 keep an eye on on the whole picture of what's going on but I do think that there is a measure of we need to, Except the fact that even a messy gospel presentation is still a gospel presentation. So, so I'll, I pose this question, and and this is a this is a question as much for you and as it is for anybody, you know, listening <clears throat> that saw these commercials and all, all of that kind of stuff. I want you guys to sound off down in the comments from wherever you guys are finding this. Was that a gospel presentation? Were those were those commercials actually conveying the gospel? 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great question. And I think we need to unpack that, like you said, the health, healthy skepticism, you know, because and I thought about it. In a sense, the gospel could be boiled down to just promoting Jesus. You could say, well, if you're promoting Jesus, that's the good news. That's the gospel, right? Some would say, well, technically, you know, because I, I was having a conversation with somebody about Romans 10, 9, and 10. If you confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Or with the mouth, confession is made, and with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And they said, well, that's not that's not the full gospel. That's not all there is to it. You got to be baptized. You got to repent. You got to, you know, there's other parts to it that you have to, that you have to say that Paul, Paul is not presenting the gospel there. Hmm. So I would love to resurrect Paul and have him have the conversation with you. Like, Paul, were you presenting the gospel there? Was it, why were you telling the Romans that that's all they had to do if they need to do this, 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 and this? So, like you said, I mean, I would love to, you know, love to hear other people's thought process. You know, is, was that a gospel message? Was that a complete gospel message? Because um, at the end of the day, telling someone about who Jesus is and saying that Jesus gets us, does that mean that he saved us. He died for us. What is, you know, like you said, it's like, is that the, is that the message? Is that a way to preach the message? Are we hung up on the method? <laughs> you know, is the message, is the message there? And that's the thing, like, <clears throat> I, my, my biggest thing, and, and you guys have heard me say this before. I fundamentally and wholeheartedly believe that you can convey the gospel and not once say death, burial, or resurrection. You can convey kingdom and not once say death, burial, or resurrection. And that is scandalous. That is scandalous to some people. And, you know... So, so there's a part of me that wants to to with thunderous applause say yes yes he does get us and and now um epics in the in the um in the comments i can't answer that because i've not seen the commercial can you share a little bit more about it yeah sure um so basically and and feel free to 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 fill in the gaps here essentially it was um it, it, it's stemming from this hashtag, this, this movement, um, hashtag he gets us. Um, and it's this idea of, we go through things, we go through trials, we go through heartaches and, and it's supposed to be this comforting notion that, that God gets us. And, and that's exactly nothing more, nothing less what these commercials conveyed of of the 
the turmoil that we go through, the things that we go through. Oh, you went through this. Oh, he get he gets us. Mm-hmm. And that's where it stopped. Mm-hmm. And that's that's part of the that's part of what what we're trying to unpack here is did it go far enough to be considered a gospel presentation? Yeah. And and what about those other missing parts? Do you, do you need them every single time you come out the gate? Do you need to convey them? You know, what was, was this enough and all of that? Because I, I being in media, I can tell you that, that not every single thing, sometimes short form. um, Hey, if anybody's watching from, um, YouTube specifically, can you sound off and let us know if we're still, if everything's still chugging along fine from the YouTube side? Um, is I think we're still live on on Facebook, but I'm I'm slightly unsure if we're still live on on YouTube. Um, looks like it. Okay. Um, and, and so that's that's part of where where we are are at with this whole thing because one of my biggest things with with all of this that I've tried to bring up is, you know, I, I come from the youth group culture. I, I'm very well aware that in you in these these youth conferences and then into adult conferences, um, they're they're meant to tap the emotional fix. They're meant to elicit an emotional response and and keep you feeling away and that i saw that same thing out of this this commercial and the the natural argument that comes up from that is you know like like epic says there has to be a there has to be a starting point there has to be and when you when you have something like this this is prime opportunity for well-equipped teachers and pastors to be able to take that ball, catch the ball, and run with it, and and finish unpacking it, start start laying in the seasoning that's needed for it to be a full and complete gospel presentation. This is where my skepticism comes in, where I look at this situation and I'm like, ooh. How many churches have somebody who's equipped in speaking kingdom and gospel and all of that kind of stuff to be able to articulate the seasoning needed for people to get a full and complete picture? Because if it's just about if it's just about emotionalism, it's gonna fall flat. But if but if you have somebody else that can come along and say, yes, he does get us. And yes, this is what we are being saved from. This is what we can have hope in. This is why we have hope. This is why we have, why we put Christ as King and Lord of our lives. Then yeah, dude, like let the, let the revival come. What? Yes, Lord. Like that's that. Uh, and and I I get I'm one of those guys 
I've seen enough and I've been a skeptic long enough. It's hard <laughs> for me to, to shut my brain off and be like, and hear words like revival and be like, and not be like, Ugh, how many times have we heard the word revival right. in an American sense and just heard some people on some nonsense and all of that kind of stuff. So it's hard, it, it's hard for me to really fully get behind it, any of it, because there's a million different ways that this can go sideways. Yeah. And again, I go back to the, I go back to, this is an area where in particular, I struggle because I'm the one that finds myself, you know, on, on, on my best times. I'm like, yeah, all right. It's messy, but at least it's something at my worst times. I'm like, all right, can, can we just, can we just not distort like the truth and just like give this in its actual articulate context because that's where it's going to be the most beautiful and the most impactful. Yeah. Um, like you said, it goes back to Jesus being Lord. Christ is King, right? <clears throat> Will you get that from these commercials that you're giving your life over to him for him, you know, to now live for him? Or are you getting, <clears throat> excuse me, he's going to save you out of your earthly problems? Like, which message are you getting? Are you getting none of that? Are you getting, well, he loves me and I should come to him. I mean, what? It, it, it's hard to read and, and, and be the recipient of the message because it's almost like we know too much <laughs> to be... To, to not have an opinion. And it's like, you gotta, like you said, I gotta shut my opinion down and say, all right, God, I'm, I'm trusting you to get done what you need to get done. And it's going to, it's gonna work out. It's gonna work out. One might plant, another's gonna water. God, you're gonna give the increase. It, you're, you're, you're gonna reach the people that need to be reached with this. And with any other gospel presentation, you're going to you're going to get it done. Ultimately, they are going to have to, as Epic said, there has to be a starting point and they're going to have to be taught anyway. No matter <clears throat> what their starting point is, they're going to have to be discipled and taught all of this stuff anyway. So get them in, the, get them in the door. And then, like you said, pray for those pastors and leaders and teachers those people who are uh, in those positions of pouring into them, of discipling them up, pray for them that they're able to, you know, um, they're able to handle this harvest because that's the, that's the big thing. You know, I say that all the time, like, Lord, help us to be in position to handle the harvest. I don't want to just all of a sudden wake up one day and there's standing room only people all up down the street, like, could I disciple? Could we disciple all those people? Or will we just be 
yay, there's a lot of people. No. <laughs> it should be, are we ready for the work? Because everybody's going to have to step up. The harvest is plentiful, Jesus said, but it's the laborers that are few. You know, we need people that are equipped to do the labor, to do the work, to get involved, to disciple them, and they not need a special platform to do it. They not need a website and, you know, digital cards <laughs> that, that they just get in there and do the work, right? <clears throat> and I think if I'm being honest, <laughs> that's probably one of the most one of the biggest influencing factors for me because I look at the whole situation and I'm like, I don't, uh, I just, that you're, you're setting, you're setting a lot of people up for potential issue and potential letdown and things like that, because there's there are a couple of messages that you can take from this and i'm going to say something that's spicy to some people and and heartbreaking to others and and i wish um lord lord knows especially over the time that i have been a christian and all of the global theater of nonsense that has taken place just in the time since I have been a Christian, uh, I really fundamentally wish that what I was, what I'm about to say was not true, but it was never, it was never stated anywhere in the Bible that God came to take out your giants. You're not David in that, in David and Goliath. You're not even the pebble in David and Goliath. That's, that's not what that is. We're not promised that, our stuff is going to get sorted or anything like that, because here's, here's the deal guys. Sometimes some, sometimes the healing doesn't come. Sometimes the tragedy does come, you know, we're coming off of another, um, uh, another, um, shooting. And, I remember and and speaking to somebody from well that lives in that part of that part of the world I I I I remember when like school shootings the big one like it entered the global conversation in a in a mainstream media sense and I by no means was Columbine the first one but in my lifetime, that was, that was the first one that really made it like yeah. mainstream. Yeah. And I, I still remember the news reports that Columbine happened and, and all of the uncertainty and all of the things. And you fast forward to 2023 and, and um, my wife let me know that, that it had happened. Cause I wasn't, I don't, I, I may, I'm, I make it a point to i get i get news from very 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 specific um sources and yeah. i get and and i only look at that at very very specific times otherwise 
I don't tap into mainstream news and stuff like that. And so my wife smartened me up about it. And I was making dinner and I kept on making dinner. I was like, huh, when she said that. And I kept on, I kept on going. And she goes, what world do we live in where, where that's just like, huh. And not something that stops you dead in your tracks. You know what I mean? And, and that, and that's that's ha, that always has a way of of it. It feels like it has this way of, I guess, reigniting, but I don't think it ever really truly goes away. But but bringing to the forefront the conversation of would a good God let these things happen? Yeah. And. And that's it. That that whole aspect of humanity is a tough pill to swallow. And so I look at something like this and I'm like, yes, we let's let's convey relationship and intimacy. Let's say right. let's convey that we serve a God. We know the king. We know that. That this that 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 Jesus walked experienced and was tempted by the things that humans are tempted by that that was a thing and 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 that's what makes all of that scene in the bible so significant yes you can unpack the layers of the onion and look back to old testament and see where it ties in and all of the things we can see the through lines and it's rich it is look at the whole like go go back to the stream that i did with andrew back in december about the power of reading allowing the entire story of the bible to wash over you absolutely that is that is absolutely part of it but there's a part of that that you have to that 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 just accepting the idea that that the king that the messiah walked as a man experienced things was tempted by things yes to, to that that and to that end absolutely 100% he gets us yeah it's everything else yeah, no, you're 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 right. Um, I think that is what the he gets us is about. It's about answering that question. Why would a good God let these horrible things happen? Why is he not doing anything? And the answer is, well, no, he 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 gets us. He understands suffering he understands being the outcast he understands um coming to his own people and them not receiving him he understands being uh persecuted but yet being innocent at the same time that you know um suffering uh for what is right and what is good <clears throat> he understands being homeless you know that's why jesus said that what you do to the least of these you've done unto me right and so he he gets that, 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 that's at his heart, you know, that, like you said, he was a man when, when Jesus, you know, saw the people harassed and without a shepherd, the Bible says that he looked on them with compassion, <laughs> you know, 
And so that's the part, I think that's what these these commercials are getting at. They, they may not necessarily be a full-blown gospel presentation, but it looks as if they are addressing one specific aspect of people's argument, you know, about God and about Jesus. And, you know, like you said, when you're processing this, you know, you, you, you've almost got to come out of your uh, academia. You've got to come out of your, you know, theology. You've got to come out of, you know, your, your uh, uh, educational high horse and say, wait a minute, these commercials aren't the only presentation of the gospel. They're one piece. So th this group is doing one piece of the puzzle. Everybody else has got to do their job. Everybody else has got to, you know, join in. We got to do this. We've got to, we got to do our part. Because somebody may say, "Well, that that Friday morning show that, that doesn't talk about everything. That doesn't address every problem, right? That doesn't, right. you know, oh, oh, his his Wednesday show that doesn't do every. But all of these things put together become the full message because uh, we're one body, uh, as you said, you know, off the air, uh, we were talking about how we're all on the same team. What have we said that about this? And we said, you know what? We're all on the same team. They're doing their part. Let me do my part. Let's pray that the message goes to where it's supposed to go and it's understood the way it's supposed to be understood and that it addresses what it's supposed to address and that everybody pick up the pieces and do their part. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what I think is, um, is so... I think that's where a lot of the power of the connective tissue of Holy Spirit can can really shine. You know what I mean? Like, I I really think that in order for something like this to um In, in order for this to, to, to truly be impactful, then yeah, for those of us that see, okay, so this portion of it wasn't discussed. So then let's discuss it. Absolutely. And then somebody else who didn't catch what, you know, that we didn't say a thing and they didn't say a thing. Somebody else says a thing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's, that's part of why it's it's so vital to be willing to be honest about what we struggle with and about how we process these things and be authentic about it because the reality is is how i sounded monday morning is different than right. how i sound Friday morning. Right. <laughs> and and being able to to process that authentically shows that as time goes on we're going to unpack things and we're going to see things differently and all of that kind of stuff and that allows for growth that allows to show people that sometimes we have to struggle out loud about these things. Sometimes we have to be able to uh, process authentically in order to get to this point of saying, okay, it's not about any one 
individual that it is a full and complete tapestry of work from the entire group of laborers to get the job done because not all any of no no single one of us is responsible for the entire thing we are all part of the kingdom and we are all part of the process we've got a couple of comments here thank you epic thanks for the check-in um if the seed of the word falls on good ground the holy spirit will produce the harvest let's pray for anyone who receives the word and honestly is seeking god is redirected to the true gospel absolutely and g barry what's good dude um yes struggle out loud you have to you have to like and that's that's part of like what and, and that's one of those things that like the second that we think that we've got the beat on the whole thing we're off we're off from center because to say that is to say that i am the only one that got the giving right right like that that's that's not that that and that's never the case, even if you have two people that are largely on the same page, you still have aspects of this thing that are, you know, I, I go, I go back to Aunt and I, it took us over a year <laughs> to find a thing that we were like, all right, you know what I mean? <laughs> but but we both walked away from that understanding that it wasn't so much that we were stating different things. It's that we're coming from two different perspectives. Yeah, yeah. And that perspective difference is going to influence how we process these things. And for some people, it starts with, look, you gotta you 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 you're going you're going through hell. He gets you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there you, you go. know what I mean. And, <laughs> and, and, and sometimes that's the launching point. Sometimes yeah. that's what somebody needs to hear in order for their heart to be softened to the gospel message to understand okay so this is a god this is not a god that's sitting back and saying you know i'm going to do this to you and i'm going to do this to you and you're going to go through this and and casting down lightning bolts like he's zeus <laughs> and 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 understand that oh god is working with a bunch of broken toys in a broken world that is full of tragedy that is full of 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 sin and all of that and i'll i'll i'll, I'll tell a quick a, a quick little anecdote before i pass the mic over you know one of the things that came up when we were um i was in i was in group with ant and his people um talking about this whole idea of of what is what is the thing what is what is um what is this life about what are our what you know all all of that kind of stuff and one of the things that i brought up was uh, i don't know if it's because i've experienced one too many tragedies 
if I've experienced the the depths of humanity or or what it what it is. But I I have gotten to this point in my life where I recognize that despite all of it, the 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 hope, the real stuff, the 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 Tootsie Roll center of the Tootsie Pop <laughs> is is the kingdom, is relationship with God, is 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 living bought in, sold out. And then that leading to the real thing of presence with God, of heaven. And that anything else is a moving goalpost. Being happy, being fulfilled, being all of those things, all of those things, that's all, that's all moving goalposts. But I also recognize that the reality is that if you want to look at, I don't know, top three, top five things that 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 Christians most often struggle with, right hovering around the top of that list is 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 struggling with, the idea that uh, of the problem of evil or of how how do we process tragedy how do we process the realities of this life and all of that kind of stuff and so so yeah i mean being able to hear something like he gets us yeah, is it the cleanest? No. No, it's not. But guys, for the last like f five years, I've been out here speaking the Queen's English and at times saying stuff that's heretical. I'll call a spade a spade. Listen to some of the early days of, of Buddy Walk with Jesus. Some of the nonsense that came out of my uh, came out of my mouth. I would I, I would never go out, uh, I would never say that is what I believe now, now that I have the reps, now that I have the hermeneutical understanding of the Bible, now that I have all of these things. No, I wouldn't walk around talking about miracles in the same way that I do. No, I'm not a cessationist for anybody who hears that and is like, whoa, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not a cessationist. But, but I, I, I used to take the ball far too, um, far, far too far. You know what I mean? In, in the wrong direction. So uh, I, 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 I hover somewhere in this, in this in-between mm -hmm. of accepting that not all gospel presentations are, are going to be complete and clean and, and all of that kind of stuff. And, and that whether it's somebody who uh, blatantly falls on their face, you know what I mean? If we're talking about that, that kind of thing and, and you got to go back, you got to go back and you got to clean up the spill, uh, the, the spilt milk and say, whoa, guys, okay, look, 
I, I was on some nonsense before. I'm just going to be honest about it. I was on some nonsense before. Or if it's, you know, okay, I'm going to present this. And then you got to go over here to get some seasoning about that. And you go over here and talk to that guy. He'll help you out with that. And it's collaborative effort among everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think that, the, like you said, the toughest thing is, you know, being able to understand that, we're, as I think Epic said it correctly, there's got to be a starting place. There's got to be yeah. a launching pad. There's got to be somewhere where people start out. And if we don't let them start, <laughs> then how are we going to get them to where they need to be? There's got to be on-ramp. I guess is one way to put it, you know, having that on ramp might be that he gets us, you know, he, he, he understands, you know, there, there's scripture, there's scripture that backs that up, you know, that we don't have a high priest who um, has not passed through the heavenlies, but has also experienced all points in which we were tempted that he sympathizes with us and he understands who we are there was a song when i was growing up that uh, jesus knows all about our struggles uh, and he will guide us till the day is done uh, there's not a friend like the lowly jesus no not one and that's one of those old hymns and it was like how come they got that he gets us way back then <laughs> And we possibly are struggling with that now. And it's because we just know too much and we've experienced too much. And we've got, there's, like you said, there's too much nonsense out there that could corrupt the message. But at the heart of it, yeah, um, it is encouraging. My wife said this to me. She said, you know, it's encouraging to know that he gets me. That really helps me to know that he gets me. So uh, uh, it's it's one of those things that, we can overthink it, and at the end of the day, we can mess it all up if we try to be too deep, as they used to say when I was growing up. You, you're too deep, you know. <laughs> you know, come on out of the deep and, and talk to us on the shoreline for a little bit, you know. <laughs> right. And that's the the thing about that 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 <clears throat> I find absolutely insane is we talk about these things and and and. And you and I have been accused of going 301, 401, 501 <laughs> and all that. But like, this was Tuesday to Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, right. and that's, you, you know, I, I, I think a great many things I double down on, on the message that um comes up a lot in in these conversations of it being everyday of it being immersive of it, of it being all of those things i think a great many things are are satisfied when we can take that approach and we can we can look at it through that lens because then we're not so worried about high theology. We're not so worried about academia. And we can look at the everyday aspects of it and, and get a greater understanding. Again, 
said this before and say it, say it again. Every episode is somebody's first. So if you are watching for the first time and you hear me say that for the love of everything that is holy, we are not telling you to abandon academia. We are not telling you to abandon theology. We are not telling you to do any of those things. We are telling you that this is a yes and sort of situation, not an either or. Right. G. Barry and Epic are in the uh, the comments. Let me go ahead yeah, and catch yeah, up here. Yeah. <laughs> um, in watching the video, what comes to my mind is what they did to Christ. Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely get that. Um, yeah, man, one hundred percent authenticity is is what is is craved and needed when when doing this. Um, it shows that we're that we're a bunch of uh, humans doing this thing. Um, it's like stone soup. Um, I don't know what that what that right, is in reference to. Um, <laughs> but it starts by being honest, though. By doing that, you're building bridges and breaking through barriers, at least starting somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I look forward to the opportunity presenting itself so I can have the conversation. Yeah. It, it's so, so when you're able to be able to struggle out loud, when you're able to be real about the fact that like, I, I had a conversation with brother Matthew and Andrew, um, the Monday after and, and started reading, reading the temperature from those guys. And some of the things that I was saying, it, it was a lot more hard nosed. It was a lot more like, Whoa, we got, man, we got to be careful because this is opening the door for a lot of stuff um, to, to, to get out there and for people to, to get emotionally invested in a Jesus that doesn't exist. And, and yeah, at, at my best times, you know what? I want to believe that it's because I've got a heart for people because I've seen people, people get destroyed and demolished by a lot of this stuff. Because like I've said before, if you, if you preach these things, then man, you gotta, you gotta, take to extrapolate these things out. You know what I mean? Like if you're saying things like God's there to take away your giants, take out your giants, all right. of that kind of stuff, then man, God has a lot to answer for in certain parts <laughs> yeah. of the, uh, in certain parts of the world, in our country and in other countries, God has a lot to answer for if that's the case. And, and yeah, you know what? I can't take away the fact that there are going to be people that get out of pocket. But We've said we've talked about these stories before. My out of pocket might not look like your out of pocket, might right. not look like the next guy's out of pocket, but we've all been out of pocket. You know what I mean? Like that there's we talked about um when when Pastor TC was part of the show, um, we we had had a conversation about Jesus versus religion, and and that that had stemmed from a, a, a redux that I did from from the early days of Buddy Walk with Jesus, and 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 reexamining my my position on all of that because when i first heard that that was like chicken soup for the soul man like that was like somebody gets me somebody hears this and all of that because i found that gimmick in 2020 when all i saw was was nonsense and garbage when all i saw was hate and vitriol when nobody could shut 
up for 30 seconds and just love on somebody. Right. So, yeah, I'm like, yeah, religion is nonsense. Let's let's follow Jesus. Okay. 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 Then let's 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 take let's take that ball and run with it. Let's follow Jesus. Okay. So what did Jesus do? Jesus looked to the, Jesus did things like look to the scriptures. Jesus set out an example. Jesus was an example for other men who came along that wrote things that were the that that even if even if a scribe was the one that that wrote it technically or whatever that that there was an inf, there was a direct influence and exposure effect. Okay. So let's 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 go there. Let's keep let let's keep digging. What was it then that was influenced a man named james who had something very specific to say about what religion was pure undefiled religion there it is <laughs> and so so to say <laughs> jesus versus religion is a flawed argument and in and in all of that, we had that we had this conversation that you know what that's one of those things that Ant and I both can vibe on that we heard that and we were like yes yes it is just about following Jesus and forget about the religion part uh, the religion part of it uh, yeah I mean traditionalism is different traditionalism and religion are different are two different things different. Yeah. and there's an argument to be had for, for against tr traditionalism and all of that kind of stuff but again messy. And I bring all of that up to say that, again, we've all been on some nonsense at some point. Yeah, yeah. The the whole idea of Jesus versus religion is basically us lashing out, like you said, against things that we've seen, you know, that we didn't like, instead of going to the Bible and saying, okay, so what should it look like? You know, because when you think about Jesus, Jesus was in the synagogue on every Sabbath day. Jesus prayed, like you said, Jesus quoted scriptures. Uh, Jesus, you know, actually, he taught love God and love your neighbor. People would say, well, that's not religious, but why are you doing it? You're doing it as a devotion to God. And when you really break down what religion is that's what it is it's worship it's devotion mm -hmm. it's loyalty you know to to god like you said traditionalism is something that jesus specifically spoke out against right he said the traditions of men make the word of god of no no effect that th that they worship with their lips with their hearts were far from you know the lord and so those are different things and so Rightfully so, we should be speaking against a, a a worship that is from the lips, but not in our heart. But we can't make that determination for people, right? We can't say, that's not from your heart. <laughs> you're, you're not really worshiping God. You're just being ritualistic. You're just going through the motions because that's what we like to do. And I think even with um, this hashtag he gets us, that could be what, you know, some of us have done is we we've kind of passed judgment. Right. Because yeah. we wouldn't have did it that way. Right. And that's neither here nor there. That doesn't matter if we would do it that way. Is the message getting out? Paul was in prison. He's behind bars in Philippians. 
and he says something that is scandalous that at least the gospel is being preached. He said some are preaching it out of pretense. Some are preaching it to make fun of me. <laughs> some, some are preaching it for all these diff different reasons. But he says, you know, at least the gospel's being preached. Paul, to this day, that still rocks me <laughs> that you would say that because it disarms all of my, you know, now that, that says nothing about when we come when we come up and we see actual false teaching, right? Mm -hmm. False teach that you, we have an obligation to say that's not true. That's not the actual gospel. But if Jesus is being lifted up, if people are coming to Christ, then we have to say, thank God the gospel is being preached uh, at the end of the day, and then do our work. As a, I think it was Willie, he said, man, I can't wait to be presented with the opportunity to have that conversation. That's how all of us should feel, is that, all right, the, 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 the gauntlet has been laid down. <laughs> Let's get ready to have that conversation. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's always room... There's always room to um, be able to, uh, or, or there's 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 always room to call out the falsities, right? And but but there's a fine line between calling out falsities and looking for falsities. You know what I mean? Like heresy hunting is 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 a common practice in in today's world, and it was actually again, I, I you know I I've been. That I'm gonna rapid fire some people here real quick. I'm gonna give some give some shout outs to some people because I I I am going through some things currently that have made me really really hyper aware of the power of Holy Spirit in the connective mm. tissue among the believers. Right. So I used to think that anybody that wasted their time on social media, arguing and all this kind of stuff was just uh, foolish. Just it's all foolishness. Like it's all pride and ego and all of that. And don't get me wrong. You get in some of these gr groups and stuff like that. It's more about formulating an exact argument and it has to be structured <laughs> in exactly the right way. And blah, 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 blah. like, no, no, just read your Bible. Go away. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I but I was taught by guys like, Brother Matthew and Andrew from Ministry Misfits, that no, there's an actual ministry to what they're doing on Twitter. Yeah. There's an actual, there's something, there's something happening there with what they're doing. It's not just noise and rhetoric and all of that. And and I I don't end up in a chat talking to those men. Every day at a time where, yo, uh, guys, I, I, I'll be honest. If, if you, if you have felt like you've got to constantly be on defensive as a Christian from your own people, yeah, <laughs> please understand your, huh? No, I just said, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you're not alone. Like, like we, we all that it, 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 it. One of the most tiresome things about being active in ministry and active in the community and all of that kind of stuff is you have to accept the fact that at some point in time you've you're gonna feel like you've got to be on the defensive. My wife actually just brought that up to me recently. Of like, don't you ever get tired 
a feeling like you always got to dip and dodge and punch <laughs> and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a fighter. I got, I, 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 I got fighting in my blood. So I, I, I'm, I've gotten pretty good at when, knowing when to weave and bob, but yeah, it does get tiresome. But I, I go when I, when I need a safe place, I can turn to those men and we have each other's back. And I'll I'll call out some of you, some of your people that I've had I've had the I've had the 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 privilege of getting to know two names that you always see in the comment section that I've had the opportunity to get to know and to hear from and to hear their hearts epic and Gberry that are always in the comments that I hear from these people and I hear their authentic hearts that they are across the country and I would not know these people if not for the connective tissue of the Holy Spirit and these are people that whether they know it or not I have watched them authentically unpack things, authentically struggle through things, authentically try to do the best that they can as fumbling disciples of Jesus. And my heart has been blessed for it. That is the power of understanding that we are on the same team. Even if we don't see eye to eye on everything, even if we don't, come into agreement on every single point. There's, there's beauty and power to unpack here when we can get over ourselves. And you all heard me at the, at the, at the start of this thing. And I've said it a couple of times during this thing. This is one of those, one of those times, this is mirror talk. This is as much for me as it is for anybody else listening. There are some times if I don't hear somebody talk about a kingdom-centered message, I got to get over myself. Right. <laughs> if I hear a teacher do a, do something in a different style and all of that, honestly, y'all go go watch watch Ant's uh, videos, especially when he's teaching and he gets up there and man, he gets on fire, especially if he's, if he's given us given that Sunday sermon, he is up there and he rolls. You like that firecracker. And he, 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 he is, he is in there. Is that my style? No, no. So there are certain aspects of how he does things that they're not my style. <laughs> but that doesn't make his style wrong. Doesn't make my style wrong. And yeah, I mean, a year, a year later, there's probably more more seasoning on my on my steak than there may have, it may have been beforehand as a byproduct of working with Ant. But that's that's the power of opening yourself up and being willing to be a part of the kingdom. Because the kingdom is bigger than us. The kingdom is bigger than you. The kingdom is, the kingdom is bigger than me or any one individual or any one presentation of this. So, yeah, if we got to grab somebody by the back of the shirt and grab them from stepping off the ledge into some nonsense because somebody's leading them that way, sure. There's a time and a place for snatching somebody out from the clutches of something bad. But just because it doesn't look like the way that you would do it, just because it needs somebody else to also add to it doesn't mean by default 
that it's a situation where you're going to have to grab somebody by the back of the shirt and stop them from stepping off the ledge. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, this walk teaches you the longer you're in it, the more you learn, the more you understand that there are so many different, as you say, 87 different flavors, you know, and learning how to navigate that in a way that, hey, where we disagree, we'll put that over there. Who is Jesus? Is he your savior? Yeah. Is he your Lord? Yeah. Is he king of your life? Yeah. Then we're on the same team. Then right. let's let's do the work. Let's let's yeah. get busy. Let's lift up his name because he said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. Not if Anthony or Joe or Kingdom on the Road or Love Thy Neighbor be lifted up from, <laughs> you know, it's about Jesus being lifted up and us doing um, the best that we can to kind of uh, put Jesus as the star, right? As the hero of the story, <laughs> you know, as the one who actually is the focus is my meaning. Uh, we had a conversation the other day about is Jesus a superhero or a Messiah, <laughs> yep. you know, and, you know, what does that mean to people? You know, is Jesus coming to save us, you know, get our cat out the tree, you know, you know, rescue this person from, you know, the, 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 the burglar who's trying to steal their purse or did he come to save us from our sins? Did he come to accomplish something bigger, you know, but at the same time, does he still interact in the details of our life? Does he still care mm. about the losses and the heartbreaks and the pain? And I think the answer, as you said earlier, is both, <laughs> you know, and, you know, his focus is our soul. But the Bible says that we are the apple of God's eye that he is concerned about us. There's actually a verse that says, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. Like, whoa, okay. So, <laughs> so th 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 there's, a, there's a wholeness about how God cares. First and foremost, he cares about your soul and you being saved. But then secondarily, he does care about us as individuals. And we can say it's one or the other instead of, both and, you know, and so I like what you said about both and and not being caught up in it's either or. Right. I want to I want to tell a story about that exact verse. Um, I've, I've talked about him before and, and he's he's world famous. If you if you are in Christian into Christian literature and all of that, John Eldridge has uh, an app um, that uh, it's kind of like a like a like a mental health app, I guess, like a Bible centered mental health app. It's called Pause, and the idea is that you pause in our in our busy lives and everything going on and all of this kind of stuff. That we purposefully take time to pause 
and 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 focus on Jesus. And he's got it set up so that way you kind of have to graduate. You 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 have you have one minute pauses and you've got to do X number of them throughout the like day day after day sort sort mm-hmm. of thing. And then it unlocks the three minute pause and then you got to do the same thing and then the five and ten and so on and so forth. Um, the idea is that most people aren't ready to just go right to 10. And so it's, it's kind of like progressively building the reps. And one of the, the core verses that he reads, cause it's kind of like, it, it's, it's designed to be calming and, and, and there's music and, there are a couple of verses that he'll read off and a couple of things that he says and all of that kind of stuff. And he, he focuses on that verse of, of cast your cares on, on him because he cares for you. And, and that I, I, I know I didn't quote it exactly. Um, but like that, the first time I, I had heard it before, <laughs> but in the context and when I when I heard that, I was listening to the app because for those of you that don't know, um, I'm I am bipolar. And so I, I deal with um, manic episodes and anxiety and all of that kind of stuff. And th- it was this this moment of I don't know if it's realization or or really like solidifying or or what have you um but it was just like my mind was blown in the best possible way and i just remember i broke Ooh. like in a good way mm-hmm. and like it was just this realization that like Je- jesus like the king cares like actively (laughs) and like, and like moreover God, the great I am right. The, the, if, if we're going to, if we're going to take the Bible at its word, the creator of everything actively cares. And the thing that I want to if I can add some seasoning, if we can, if we can transition to giving some of the additional pieces, you know, some assembly required sort of, sort of thing to, to the, the, the whole message of he gets us. If we can get past the idea that him caring for us means that he fixes every single situation in every single circumstance if we can get over that and we can we can transition our perspective from like like epic said man that was that was that was some timing holy cow one is temporal one is eternal that's one thing i share with people when the healing doesn't come this side of eternity Mm. yes (laughs) if we can get over the temporal and focus on the eternal, then in the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the heartache, in the midst of the tragedy, we can't, we, we, if, even if the healing doesn't come, the real beauty 
is that the God that the God that created everything actively cares for you, actively cares about what you're going through, and and actively wants relationship with you. That that means that yeah, we're gonna get through this thing, man. We're we're gonna we're gonna have to put one foot in front of the other, and sometimes the best you got is obedience. You don't have anything more sometimes. And, and part of that is that, that, that is, is walking through tragedy and heartbreak. But in the midst of all of that, God does care actively. And once that relationship pointing to something bigger and something better than anything, even if the healing comes, even if the problem is solved, then what God is pointing to is 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 still bigger and more grandiose than that. Go yeah. ahead and roll with it. I'll be back in a second. Yep. Yeah. It, intimacy with Christ is one of those things that I think everybody desires, everybody wants, everybody needs. Um, one of the things that you know we've talked about so often is God's will, and sometimes God's will seems so sterile. Like, oh, okay, he just wants this. He just wants that. And we don't understand that God's will is shown by his love. That it's his love that really determines what his will is. And, and vice versa. His will is an expression of his love for us. The fact that he's not willing for anyone to perish, but desires for all to come to repentance is his will but it's also his love we hear it we heard it from sunday school for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that through him the world might be saved john 3 16 and 17 and that god shows and demonstrates his love by what he did sending his son his son dying in our place becoming the propitiation for our sins the substitutionary death to satisfy you know the 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 condemnation to be the one who says i'll take that on me so that you can have relationship with the father and when we say the word relationship, what are we meaning? Well, the Bible says that if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new, right? They become new. But what does that mean? Now all things are of God. For God has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus. Reconciliation is a relationship word. That's a word that denotes that there was a separation or brokenness in that relationship. And so now the relationship is mended and it's brought back together. And so that's what Jesus did. He brought us back into right relationship with God. And you say, well, when did we lose it? We lost it in the garden through sin. That there was, that from that point forward, 
what man had with God, where they were in his presence and hearing his voice all day long and talking to him in like a really like us talking right here kind of situation. Now, through Jesus, we get that back and we get connection with God. And that connection starts now and it will be fully realized in eternity. The kingdom has come, but yet it's still coming. And the kingdom is our access point to being in relationship with the Father. And it was through the Son, but the presence of the Holy Spirit has us connected right now today. And so, like you said, he does get us. He gets us inside and out. He understands what we're thinking. He understands what we will do and what we have done and why we did it and why we will do what we do. And he, he understands all of that. And he still loves us. Wow. How, what if you knew somebody was going to betray you? Could you still love them? Could you still say, yeah, keep them around? He knew Judas was going to betray him. He said, but, but, but I still I, I still love him. Go do what you got to do. Not this the guy that's going <laughs> to betray me. Kill it. No. So God's love is different. And I think, you know, uh, what you were saying that that the, the God of the universe cares, the King of Kings cares, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's a question that I've asked. <laughs> oh, you got some, you know, <laughs> if I would have, if I would have known then what I know now, what would I have done differently over the last year? You know what I mean? And that's that's small scale in comparison to the magnitude that we're talking about with with it with Jesus. But but still the the thesis statement applies. Right. You know, if you if you know going in that somebody is going to betray you, <laughs> how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? <laughs> You know, and, and very seldom do we know going in that somebody is going to betray us. And so, so, so working, working through that again, at various levels, at various points, he does get us because he's experienced. He's experienced those things. There it is. So I want to, um, jump back over to the comments epic and gberry both are sounding off um and this is this is an important one that i want to that i want to address um you may have bipolar but you are not bipolar you are a child of god that's not your identity um yes that that is true um I, it it is it is not my identity um i'm glad that you made that distinct that that distinction um yeah that's something that i've 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 been aware for the last multiple years. We'll just say multiple years um, of, of that diagnosis. And, and so I have, I've gone back and forth about, about how that affects my identity and all of that kind of stuff. And there is a fine line between, um, between acknowledging it, yes. living in it, 
but it not being a part of your identity. And sometimes when somebody has gone far enough past that line of understanding that it's not their identity, it's it's easy to not go back and say that, not to go back and actually vocalize that because it's something that in my mind, oh, oh I know I'm I this this meat sack is not my identity. Thank God, <laughs> praise you, Lord, that this decaying meat sack is not my identity. Yes. <laughs> um G Berry, both and and uh both both and instead of either or so good. I struggle at times with compartmentalizing topics, decisions and everyday life. And man, that can be difficult because God isn't limited to human expectations. Absolutely. And look, man, as even if you had, even if, but regardless of what your, what your predisposition is to it, chef, we have been in an industry that requires us to compartmentalize for a living. That that's not something that the restaurant business being a chef breaks your brain in 87 different ways. And that's one of them. So yeah, that is a very real struggle that you got to deal with chef that that's that, that that's something that, that, yeah, that, that compartmentalization thing is, is, is hard. And it wasn't, it wasn't until Jesus that I even had a, that I even started sniffing down that road of it being a yes. And sort of context, you know, and, and, and I'm just now starting to learn what that means because every other part, part of my life, I can still compartmentalize. I've, I've, I've long said that one of the, one of the biggest defense mechanisms, trauma responses that I've, that I've made work for me in my life is my incredible ability to compartmentalize. So you, you've got to unlearn that in order to really understand that that this whole Jesus thing, it's everything. It, it permeates everything. The exposure effect goes to every single solitary part of the human existence. Um, G. Barry Mann taking the word for what he says and taking it to heart. Okay. On this note, I want you guys to, to, to follow me here. I'm going to paint a picture, okay? If you've never slow crawled through Matthew... Um, you you can find a walk through Matthew, a buddy walk with Jesus. No, I'm just I'm I'm playing. I mean, right, right, but, right, right. No. <laughs> um, but uh, there's a lot that's said in the gospel accounts. So whether it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, they any any of them is it, they, they all of them highlight different aspects and different different. But um, yeah, I, I guess aspects. We'll leave it at aspects of of Jesus's ministry or Jesus as a, a you know like Matthew. It's it's very much centered around Christ as King and and highlighting that portion of it. So you look at the gospel accounts and you look at what Jesus has to say, and then you widen out the angle, right? Widen out the view to the entirety of Scripture. Old Testament, New Testament. And you look at the, the promises that Jesus or that or that God gives about 
our adoption into the family about that relationship that he actively desires to have with us that that idea that he promises that if we seek him we will find him what happens if we take that seriously mm. what happens if we take him at his word yeah you know i i think that's one of the things and and aunt i think you can probably relate with me on this one as a minister of the word the one thing that I wish I could instill in every single person is the wonder of God. Yeah. Standing in wonder of all of this, because you look at this and you, Oh, it's like coming alive. It's like coming alive. And I'm, I'm a person that I don't, joy is not something that I've really known a lot of in my life. Like joy, not like happiness. Yeah, I've been happy from time to time, but like pure, unadulterated joy. When I look at this, the wonder that exists in unpacking this changes everything about this life, about what all of this means, and all of that. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. Um, sometimes when we're we're studying and I get the guys together uh, last night, we looked up. We we started at five thirty. We looked up. It was eight o'clock. And we're like, man. The word is just so good. <laughs> it's like, man, we were just enjoying the word. It was, you know, it wasn't about the meal. It wasn't about the place. The word was our main course, and we were just enjoying going through the word, asking questions, studying this, and study. And it's like, how do you, like you said, how do I get people to fall in love with the wonder of God, especially through His word? Because so many people, oh, well, the word is, you know, was written by men, and how can you believe in that? And the other, man, if you really study it, and it comes to life, this word, the Bible says it's living and active. <laughs> that, yep. that, that the word of God, you know, is a lamp to our feet, a light to our pathway that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The, the word of God helps us to experience God and know that we're experiencing God and know that we're experiencing God in the right way. That's why the word is so important. And it does bring that awe. It does bring that reverence. It does bring that reality of the presence of God, the picture of God, the power of God. All those things that we just that 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 if you if you have it, man, you you know that he's real and you know that he's worth it. So man, I, I just I, I definitely when I'm teaching. The thing that I'm looking for is for people to enjoy being in the word, hearing about God and experiencing him, not them experiencing me and 
how articulate I can be or how entertaining I might be or how funny I can be or whatever, all those things. I'm not really a funny person at all. I'm pretty much a, you know, serious, you know, straight laced kind of person. Every now and then I'll say something funny, but I'm not, you know, uh, a humorous person. Some people just have that personality with it. But me, I am a, I'm a, I'm a passionate, I'm a I'm serious, I'm an intense individual. And so when I get intense, I don't want my intensity to take away from the reality of the word that I want people to get the awe of God through studying the word. And then they walk away and they live that. And, and they're like, yes, God's word is true. And then they tell other people and then they experience it. And that's, that's what it's all about. That's why you do what you do. Not so that people can say, he's a great teacher, (laughs) you know, no, 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 no. The word is amazing. Yeah, that's that's the response I want. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and then uh, G. Barry, my God, his love, man, his, God's love hits different. It does. It does. When you when you realize and take take stock of that, it like I said, it changes everything. It changes how you view the world. It changes how you view God. It changes how you view how you interact with people. All of it, you know, we, we live in a time where we all have our Twitter machines. We all have our, our, our soapboxes that we can jump onto where we can, we can, we can die on this hill and die on that hill and have this stance and have that stance and all of this kind of stuff. But that the depths of when we hear things like love because we have been loved when we realize the depth of the way that we have been loved then that is the thing that shines a light on what it means to love others yes have a great day epic yes have a great day sis um all right so as as the 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 final the final points that I want to that I want to lay on this is you know if if you've watched through this and you saw those things you saw you saw the the response to um and and you you're you're trying to sort through what your response is to all of this and and the 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 he gets us stuff and 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 you've been exposed to this idea of he gets us and all of that just understand that when he is he his 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 love his position and 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 baked into him getting us is this idea of him saving us out of a life of sin out of out of condemnation out of death you know and in in an eternal sense and and understanding that that orientation that that no that that his preferred will is that no man shall perish it it goes to the eternal and that it's not a matter of saving from the immediate dangers of this life but the eternal perspective of saving out of the part of the 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 extension of our sin and and 
all of that, you know, and to that point, I want, there, there is a verse that, uh, I, I want to share first Corinthians 12, 13, uh, 12, three, therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the spirit of God says Jesus is accursed and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy spirit. The reality is, is that this whole thing is immersive three and four dimensional. This whole thing is grandiose in scope, grandiose in, in, in size and scale. It goes beyond the, the fleshly. It goes beyond the temporal and into the eternal. This is a spiritual thing. And so understanding Christ as king, understanding the revelation of Jesus Christ, that is a spiritual matter. And the, and the, the saving that takes place is spiritual one in nature. So understanding the realities of all of this, understanding the depths of all of this, understanding Christ as King. Yes. He does get us. And we do absolutely need to understand that that is deeper and more robust than just the fleshly component of it. Yeah. Yeah. It goes to the core of salvation that when we're saved god deposits in us his presence the bible says that and i believe it's galatians 4 that the spirit of the son is in us crying out abba father that from that moment that we come into relationship that's when we know him as father I believe it's in John where he says that he gave them the right to be called children of God, those who believed upon his name. And it was not by the will of man or of the flesh, but of God that that he wants us to be a part of his family and we to be his father and we him to be our father and we to be his children, that that is actually the goal for us to be. A, a robust family enjoying relationship with each other not about jew or gentile not about color or background not about male or female but christ is in us all and we are in christ and that's what we're supposed to be and so yeah he gets us and that's what makes him king because he's a benevolent king he's not a tyrant like uh like sin was sin was our slave master sin ruled over us with an iron fist and used us up and threw us away didn't care what uh became of us because sin sin didn't care and so satan through the sins of man could destroy you but god through his love restores you (laughs) and so at this particular point yeah christ as king actually does mean that he gets us. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of last comments from, uh, from G Berry. Uh, <laughs> yes, chef. I'm enjoying the mise en place. We're gathering this morning. Love it. 
Um, and uh, he, he's saying to you, nah, bro, you got some jokes on you. But yeah, I'm the funny one, though. We're a team. But yes, experiencing God. Yeah. And that's and that's the beautiful thing. I think I think experiencing God gets, catches a bad rap because there is there is a there is a subsection of people that want to focus on the experience and on the feeling and 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 want to use that to divorce from the word um, <laughs> from from theology from the word from all of those kinds of things um but just because one group ran with it in the opposite direction doesn't mean that we throw everything out yeah so with that you want to go ahead and uh pray us out it yes sir yes sir so father we we thank you for this time we thank you for the opportunity to come together and just talk about uh, Christ and him being king and him understanding us and him knowing all about us and knowing our struggles and knowing our pains and loving us through it and, and, and being an anchor so that in this life, as things are going crazy all around us, we are still anchored. We are still on the solid rock, the sure foundation of Jesus Christ as Lord. I thank you for those that participated in the conversation pray to bless them and keep them even those that were silent that didn't say anything those that'll see this later on i pray god that they're impacted and if we said anything um that was uh not accurate lord i pray god that you would reveal that to us so that we can come back and correct it and make sure that we're uh in line with your word Lord, i just thank you for this partnership that you've given us and i just ask god that you continue uh, to bless it for your namesake not for us we don't want any fame or fortune we just want Jesus to be lifted up and for men to be drawn to him because we know your will is that no one would perish, but that all would come to repentance and all would know you. And so, God, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you all for joining us this week. As you go about your days and lives, understand two very important things you are prayed for. You are loved deeply until next week. Have a great weekend. Peace, y'all.